0: I think you might notice a little bit of a different voice right now leading you off. That is because I, you know, the original guest star. You're not a guest. You're one of us. Not we have
1: to be switching That's our whole really name not. because of
0: you. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't give away no, our, no, no, our no, team, But no, right? You knew, like, the Ravens need one touchdown. Like, the Broncos might score one more few. So if you get one more touchdown, oh, you yeah. 10-9. Oh, okay. You can win 10 I'm going to go with the Commanders as well, just because it's too much of a question mark um, over there on the center today.
1: <laughs> I can't even believe you saw that right now. I even- That's asinine. You're crazy. He, he's You're got the crazy. full package. He's no got way. I don't care. No way. I can't, I can't even. I, it's hard to even look at you right now when you say something like that. That's crazy. Okay,
0: and guess what? In basketball, you use a basketball. In
1: football, you use a football. <laughs>
0: by the way interestingly enough NBC is getting the sunday afternoon game this week lines bucks it it, it it just it doesn't it doesn't go together Misty. you know what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah, that that tune, you think about that tune, it's like Sunday night football, you know, all under the lights. It's dark outside unless you're in L.A. and it's during in September, whatever. Right? But most of the time it's dark outside. And, you know, you got, you know, it used to be Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels, now Mike, Mike Tirico. But anyway, point being that we got divisional round weekend. Some say, Meisty, that divisional round um, produces the best games because, you know, I think in the wild card round, there's a lot of teams that sort of sneak through the back door, like the Steelers, you know, like like teams like that, um, that pay, probably don't belong in the playoffs. Um, the Cowboys. And, and <laughs> apparently, right? And... <laughs> And, uh, you know, there are those that say that divisional rounds are the most exciting because the championship round, you sort of just have two games. Here you have four games. You have two on Saturday, two on Sunday. And generally, they're all very competitive games, teams that have made it this far. It's very far. We're talking about one game away from the semis, right? So it's very far, and teams that have made it this far. So we get to discuss all of this, Meisty. How are we feeling tonight?
1: Oh, fantastic. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we can ask for better matchups, Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Texans, Lions bucks and and on top of it all of it 49ers packers even that game could be interesting i, I really think that game could be interesting as much as like oh the 49ers have this walking walk in the park to the super bowl they don't they don't i mean maybe next round they will it might be a little easier but it's not true it's really not true i think i think every single team in the nfc is competitive is i don't know about the bucks but they're 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 capable they're capable teams and they should be able to you know make make a good run and, and the afc also you have to for sure these are the four best teams in the afc
0: yeah, no, well that's the thing, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be shocked if any I mean, listen, at the end of the day, the Niners are clearly the favorites. Now, would I say they're gonna walk into the play into the Super Bowl? I I wouldn't go that far just because the NFL is the NFL. But they don't have to play the Cowboys, and I think we were all the consensus was prior to the postseason that the Cowboys are gonna be their biggest threat. The Eagles, seven weeks ago, we would have said it was their was their biggest threat, right? Both those teams are done. So at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, the Lions, they're a feisty team. They have a very average roster. They've been very average. The defense has been extremely average the entire year, especially without Gardner-Johnson. The run game's been better with Jameer Gibbs, but still just a decent unit. Really what they have going for them is that Jared Goff, outside of four games, has looked like one of the best quarterbacks in football this year. And Amon Ra and Laporte has just been one of the best rookie tight ends you know we've seen in a while. So the passing game's what's been going for them. But if you look at the entire roster, it's like, the Niners really don't have a huge threat, like you said. The Bucs don't really have a standing chance. I think we'd all be utterly shocked if the Bucks made a run. Here. Yeah, like completely utterly shocked. Um, you know, the Packers Jordan loves playing out of his mind, but you know everyone likes to hit on Joe Barry's defense. We know that, and um, and the lines we just discussed. So it's going to be interesting to see. But listen, I I, I don't I'm not I'm not going to say that the Niners have an easy path to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying it's as easy, just about as easy as it's going to get.
1: Yeah. By the way, if the see. Bucks make a run, if the Bucks do make a run, it, it, it puts a dent in Tom Brady's career. I said it. Yes, I said it.
0: <laughs> Why is that? Because you're saying they both won. Because, Baker... because Baker Mayfield took a worse Bucs team than Tom Brady
1: did. I'm just saying. It just is what it is. It, it, it's just, it is. It, it puts a dent, okay?
0: <laughs> well, I, well, I made the point last week that it actually puts a, puts a dent in the Browns franchise, which already has so many dents. Because think about it. Right, I mean, I, I told this to Yehuda last week in the review podcast. I said, <laughs> I mean, you paid Deshaun to, to, to Watson two hundred thirty million dollars. You give up a billion draft picks, right? Only to get rid of the guy that got further than you in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And the only reason the Browns made the playoffs this year in the first place was because they got a washed-up 38-year-old off the street to win a few games and play at a high level for, like, one, one or two games and sneak into the playoffs, and Yehuda added on top of that, and you lost to the team you traded to Sean Watson for. <laughs> I mean, it, does, it doesn't get worse than that if you're a franchise. It legit does not. It's like the whole reason you trade, right? The Texans, when they trade to Sean Watson, they tell themselves, this is going to be a rebuild. We're not going to be good for another three years, right? Okay, we're accepting that. We're accepting our fate, right? Because you're getting our franchise quarterback. Meanwhile, the Texans are further than the Browns two years later. it's It's crazy. Nice. NFL karma, right? By the way,
1: on the other side of the of the conferences too, the the Rams losing to the Lions was pretty big. And though the Rams won their Super Bowl and already, you know, did everything that they needed to do, correct? It still, I think, it does hurt Matthew Stafford and and the Rams that they that Jackard and the Lions beat them.
0: You let the Lions beat you. Well, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. Listen, it, it's, it's not, not as bad. It's, it's not, not, as, bad. It's not as bad. It's not the same old lines. It's not the same old lines.
1: That's a so I agreed. But if you're Matthew Stafford, you just lost to the to the team that you could never get them anywhere, and you could. I know they're not the same Lions, so it's not as bad. But the the storylines that we've had in this playoffs, and continue, and we will continue to have, I'm, it's the most exciting. I think this is this is the most exciting playoffs I, I can remember. The, the 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 fact that there's no real upset, even the the Packers beating the Cowboys. That to me, it wasn't an upset. It really, wasn't. <laughs> you I, predicted I mean, it. You predicted yeah, the it. The way they beat them, it was a little sh- like, mm, but like I wasn't shocked. The Packers are a good team. They're young. They're talented. They they might be they might be the third best team in the league or, remaining right now, out of I, the playoff team.
0: I wish I would have had the clip ready of you predicting them. That would have been a great uh, segue into Packers. Mm-hmm. Packers, Niners, but um, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. There's some great matchups, so let's get right to them. Let's get right to the, let's start off, of course, Saturday at 4.30. We got the Ravens, Texans. Now, something interesting, a scheduling note over here, okay? So, it's rare that you have the two number onesies playing on the same day in the second round, but the NFL was forced into that because the Bills, because there were two Monday games. So, the Bills and the Bucks both had to play on Monday, obviously, so... There was no choice, but here you're going to have the two number one seeds, the two teams with the bye playing on Saturday, kicking off with the Ravens and Texans, and this is a game I see that you know the Texans are. It's very interesting. It gets to Wild Card Weekend, it gets to the, the divisional round, and there are always a couple teams. I think you touched on this last year. There are always a couple teams that impress on Wild Card Weekend, right? And everyone's like, "Well, this team is smoking." Like you look at the Texans and the Packers right now. They got the hot quarterbacks, right? And everyone's like. Oh wow, they, they they really have a legitimate chance of upsetting. I know the Niners and the Ravens are are the, uh, the are the are the top teams in their respective conferences, but you've got the hottest quarterbacks in football coming in town, and you sort of forget how good the number one seeds are because they haven't played in so long, right? A lot of times it's been two weeks for the Ravens and the Niners. It's really been three weeks this year because they both sat their starters, in we get to you. So we haven't seen these teams in a little less than a month. So it, it, you forget that sometimes, and that's going to be the case here. You know, people are really high on CJ Stroud what he's been able to do. His hookup with Nico Collins has been absolutely amazing, and the number one scoring defense in the league, the Cleveland Browns, they absolutely just shredded them. Now, you also have to remember out of the forty-five points, two of them were pick-sixes. But you know, Bobby Slowick is doing such a fantastic job with this with this Texans offense. I mean, he's scamming guys open down the field. I don't know if you saw my SD. Dalton Schultz's touchdown. Oh. Dalton Schultz's touchdown. He is so wide open. I have. Ne- How did he do that? This is a Browns team. Now the Browns are susceptible to the big play. But this is a Browns team that has just been one of the most fierce defenses in the league this year, and there were multiple coverage busts in that game. Multiple coverage busts, including the one to Dalton Schultz, and then you had you had he dumped it off to sixteen to the third string receiver, and he broke like seven tackles. Nobody could tackle. All of a sudden, it looked like the Eagles on Monday night. It was ridiculous in that play, right? So it's like so, and that's a part of the reason why CJ Stroud. Listen, all the credit to him, but at, at the same time, there was a lot of it was the game plan. A lot of it was the play calling. A lot of it was yards after catch, right? So he had 270 yards or something. Yeah, 75 of that was on that one dump off, right? Um, and one one of the three touchdowns, and the other touchdown was on the wide open Dalton Schultz. So the stats are a little inflated, but he did what he had to do. He played the game, plan really well. So it's going to be interesting to see can the Ravens cause some problems for C.J. Stroud on Saturday.
1: So I like how you said it at the end, right? The C.J. Stroud numbers from that from last week were were very inflated, a lot, a lot of inflated. Big play, the dump off. But that's part of the game, and at the end of the day, the numbers are the numbers are there. Um, I, I see the Texans doing okay, but if the Ravens come out playing even semi how they've been playing this year as a team, there's not a chance for the Texans here. Um, I think the the Packers have a better chance, which we'll talk about later. But but um, I, and I don't I don't put that a dent on CJ Shot's career. I think the Texans just need to keep the train rolling. I mean, you have your quarterback, you have. Two, three. You have two receivers. You have, what's his name? Who got injured? Um, Tank Dell. Yeah. And, right, Tank Dell. And, and, you, so, and your defense just needs to figure it out a little bit here and there. That team is a team, especially in that division, by the way, which is completely falling apart. Uh, and next year, maybe the Jaguars will be really good. I don't know, and the Colts. But like the Texans are a team that is just a year or two away from being that Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So, I, I would love to see the. Listen, if the Texans find a way to beat the Ravens, I will be rooting for them all the way through. No doubt about it. You know, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I would love to see I, any. If it, for them to go to, to Buffalo or to the Kansas City's and beat them, oh, that would be. And go to the Super Bowl, CJ Stroud, rookie quarterback. The story would be great. The That'd story
0: be great. would be fantastic.
1: But I, I don't see I don't see it happening. I, I actually spoke to your father last night um, at the what wedding. What'd he say? what do he say?
0: Actually, I'm going to talk to yeah, him tomorrow. After, I didn't get
1: not worried at all. You're not worried. I said no, no. They're gonna crush them, uh. crush them, just crush them. <laughs> uh that it. Um, yeah, I, I, I agreed with him that the, the, there isn't that fear. We're just, mu- we're just so much better. Uh, the Ravens are just so much better. That, that, that they're, they're just. There's no real path for the Texans here other than a complete, complete no defensive show up. But like the defense doesn't even have to. Sh- I mean, Marlon Humphrey's out, which puts a dent he's a good cover he gets he's where he's supposed to be by the way
0: he missed eight games this year he
1: missed eight games this year my father said to me what does Marlon Humphrey do i said he's the guy that's always in the right place but not making the right play like like he's the guy that bounced all you Depot, right like he's the type of guy he's gonna make the tackle but then miss the tackle like he was there to make the tackle but he just doesn't make the tackle or like the pick drops you know he drops the pick type of guy um but the Ravens here, I don't, I don't see it being close. I really, I really think the Texans maybe get the ball first, score a touchdown on the first drive, and everyone's like, ooh, ah-ah, and that's really the end of it.
0: Listen, I, I think at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not concerned about Marlon Humphrey. I'll tell you why. Okay, Noah Brown's out for the season. That's the, tech, yeah. the Texans. Bon- since, since Tank Dell went out, he's been the bonafide number two. And he's out for the season, so now you're going to have to rely on guys like Robert Woods and, and Mechie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, listen, Brandon Stevens has been the Ravens' number one corner the entire season. So you put him on, on Nico Collins, obviously. That's an obvious one. Ronald Darby's plenty capable of covering any of these other guys. And Arthur Millette's done a great job there as well, and they can blitz him as well. So they have, they've had depth there in the secondary, contrary to what I thought before the season. Um, and they have chess pieces in Kyle Hamilton and Roquan Smith. It's just so difficult, to these tight window throws. I'll get to the Ravens defense in a second, but just to address your point about, like, are you nervous about this game? So obviously as Ravens fans, listen, I mean, I don't come into any game overly confident that they're going to win. I'm never like that. Because I always see the other side. And the bottom line is this. Like, if you look at this matchup on paper, yeah, the Texans do have a top five run defense. And the Ravens like to run the ball, sure. Yeah, the defense has gotten progressively better throughout the season. Derek Stingley's having, you know, finally he's come alive. About halfway through the season finally started to come alive. Will Anderson, Jonathan Gernard, they got a lot of playmakers up front. And yeah, the passing game's been good. Yeah, the play calling's been good. But the Ravens are a far superior team to the Texans. There's no question. Nobody's going to dispute that. And matchup-wise, and if you look at it on paper, the Ravens should win this game. But, you know, we're all haunted by the 2019 Titans game, where the Titans also came to town and had a far inferior team and somehow found a way to pull out that game. Now, the Titans are a feisty team. They never quit. But, you know, we weren't expecting that. The the odds of it happening twice, so slim, Meisty, right? For... This is a matchup you wanted. You don't have to play the Bills. You don't have to play the Chiefs. You don't have to play the Dolphins. You get to play the Texans. The Texans are good. But this is not one of the teams you're scared of. Like, next week you're going to have to play. That's the big game in the Asian Championship against the Chiefs and the Bills, right? This is like you have to win this game. You have to. And to be honest, there's a lot of pressure on the Ravens for this game. There's a lot of pressure. Like, this is a must. Win game. If you lose this game, it's going to be a lot of questions in the offseason. You know? the same, it's not going to be quite as extreme, but the same questions... That people were having, like Dak Prescott, is he the answer in Dallas? And even after an MVP esque year, they're gonna be having similar questions about maybe like John Harbaugh, like they did with Mike McCarthy, you know? They're gonna be talking about John Harbaugh. Maybe he's not, yeah, you know, they can never win in the playoffs. Maybe he won a Super Bowl, but that was ten years ago. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? There are gonna be a lot of questions if the Ravens don't win this game. And and, and I think that, you know, the media will be all over the Ravens on Monday. they will be
1: all over Lamar Jackson. They'd love to be all over Lamar Jackson and say, oh, he can't win. This is, as you said, this is the most must-win game. I had the conversation with some people earlier about, you know, the John Harbaugh situation. Uh, And the conclusion really is, though, at this point, unless you're going after a Vrabel or you're going after one of those guys or you're going to bring in, you know, one of your coordinators to take over, there's really no one better than John Harbaugh for the job. So let's just put that out there, right? As so, and, and the players love him and all that. Fine. Not only is this just a must-win game here, the for the Ravens' cornerback depth—you mentioned that earlier. We both before the season were like, "This is disaster," and they, the way they've come together and just been like, "No, we got this."
0: We we we, we really we really screwed up on the Ravens'
1: prediction. Oh, we struck we struck out on the Ravens. Yeah. Like, we're going to pretend it never happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Oh my
0: gosh, I look at it sometimes and I'm just cringing. <laughs> Look at the video, I'm like, oh no,
1: not happen. <laughs> um, also, the thing with the Ravens, run you mentioned the Ravens love to run the ball. We, we run the ball because we're up a lot, and when you're up, you run. <laughs> so, the Ravens are a very pass capable team. Mark Andrews returning, as they likely still gonna be there. Odell Beckham is, is, is healthy, he's just had two weeks off for old. Beckham Beckham have two weeks off, by the way, is one of the most it's huge for him. He's the guy that comes into this game going off. Um, even Nelson Aguilar's playing his, his own game. Zay Flowers, obviously. I'm saying the, the, the Ravens here, like you said, are far superior. The issue is, and, and why we shouldn't be worried about 2019 is, first of all, in 2019, what happened to the Titans the next year? Although they were really bad, they won the one seed. Right? Are we thinking the Texans next year are going to find a way to the one seed? Maybe. No
0: way. Maybe. 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 If CJ but Stroud then- continues his progression in the, in the trajectory that it's going, then yes. It's possible. Me?
1: But the chances are slim. So, good bet. I'm going to put that in my mind to bet that
0: next year. The yeah, next there 20. you go. The trend.
1: <laughs> um, Just in case. If they beat the Ravens. If they beat the Ravens, I'm betting it, guarantee. All right. okay. <laughs> it's all
0: it's already. Um, yes, yeah, so I really... I and,
1: and and in 2019, there was a lot of Raven momentum and there was a lot of like... The bye the, the really hurt the Ravens in 2019, I feel like. In this year, we're, the Ravens are just... Better all around playing the coaching is scheming the game to a complete different world. It's it, the world, the NFL will have to work to catch up to the Ravens over the next year. This is what happened with Mahomes. This is what happened with all uh, even the mannings and the bradys and and the Rodgers, you have to adjust the league has to adjust to what what the ravens are doing and and the, the league will get there but for the next year and same thing with the 49ers there's two teams right now that are just far superior to everyone and if it's not the super bowl matchup whichever team didn't make it is needs to answer questions
0: yeah i, I agree and you know you know all that's looking like the super bowl matchup on paper but of course you never know how the NFL is going to play out, and that's, that's always the way it is. I, I do want to talk about the matchups on the field a little bit. You know, I love what the Ravens have been doing defensively um, in terms of making t- making the windows tight for quarterbacks, right? So if you noticed, it's a very interesting thing that the Ravens are one of the best teams at defending the Kyle Shanahan system. They go out in Week 16. They play the Niners. They did a great job against Brock Purdy, forced four turnovers. Yes, they gave up some big plays between the 20s, but locked down in the red zone forced turnovers, right? They did a great job. Next week, they went up against who? Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan system, right? And they did a fantastic job. You take away those first two drives where the Dolphins really just marched up and down the field, the Ravens shut them down. They shut the passing game down um, and quieted Tua for that entire game. Who are they going to go against this week? Bobby Sloak, another Shanahan guy, right? So this is another Shan- this is another Ravens defense versus Shanahan. They're very familiar with this. They've done this three times already this year. Um, and they and and what the Shanahan offenses love to do is attack the middle of the field. What the Ravens' defense loves to do is take away the middle of the field. That's why. And why do they do that? Because they got, like I said, the chess pieces. They have Roquan Smith and they have Kyle Hamilton, two guys that will de- that will defend the middle of the field better than anyone else in the league. That tandem is the reason the Ravens' defense is so good this year. No matter what you say, they've gotten contributions from Adam Bike. They've gotten contributions from Brandon Stevens. They, those guys have been playing well. Don't get me wrong. Jadavian Clowney's had a career year for the first time in five years. It's been unbelievable. But when you have guys like Roquan Smith and Kyle Hamilton, you can line them up over tight ends. You can line up Kyle Hamilton over slot, slot receivers. You can blitz him. He can, he's good in the run game. You can, literally, you can put him as a box safety. You can do anything with him. And Roquan's almost as versatile just as a linebacker. It's so difficult to stop that, and that's why I think they match up with Shanahan's system so well. That's why I'm liking this matchup a little bit. What, the, what happened to the, the, the Ravens' strengths on defense are the Browns' weaknesses. The Browns give up big plays, right. and you can attack the middle. With the Ravens' defense, they don't do that very often. How many coverage busts do you have this year in the Ravens' secondary? Very few. Not many. Very few. The yes. Rams game, you had a couple. But other than that, you have very few. And that's why I like this Who match.
1: was out? Someone was missing. Wasn't Kyle Hamilton out for the Rams? I don't remember. Humphrey don't...
0: blew one. Humphrey blew one. All right, it's Humphrey that blew. Yeah, Humphrey blew right. one. He, he blew a few this year. Stevens has not. Stevens has been locked down. He has not blow, blown many coverages this year. Um, So it's been... Listen, the defense has been shut down. The question is not... Matchup. And like you said, the Ravens got playmakers. The Ravens have the best run game in football by far. They have 20 yards more per game than any other team in the league on the ground. So it's not even close. It's like ridiculously not close. The question is this. Will it translate to the postseason? <laughs> That's the only question we have to be asking to ourselves.
1: Right. You're right. You're right. And and at the end of the day, you know what? Lamar Jackson is sitting in, in wherever he's sitting being like, I got to win this game. <laughs> I got to be locked in.
0: Did you watch his interviews this week? They were like, they were asking like, "Do you feel, you know, on Monday like, are you antsy to get on the field?" They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm antsy. I'm antsy, man. I'm antsy." He's like, "Yeah, I'm antsy." And then later in the week, they said, "You know, how excited are you to to, to, to play finally play the game?" He's like, "I'm antsy," it was like a smirk on his face because someone asked him the other week. He's like, "I'm antsy. I'm antsy." <laughs> yeah, he he's
1: looking forward to getting out there. I, I think also another big thing that we're gonna get out of Lamar Jackson is, and then we didn't get this in 2019. Remember in 2019 they. We were really run-heavy, and we had to throw the ball, and we couldn't in that playoff game. In this situation here, we're going to be... Lamar's going to be using his legs, plus throwing the ball, and a run game is almost going to be like a secondary thing. Like That's how crazy it is. Like Lamar is a pass-first guy now who can run the ball like nobody else can, and yet we're still the best running (laughs) running offense in the league. It's like, wait, what? How...
0: How did that happen? Ooh, who put the thumbs down? Was that you? Yeah, I guess I did a thumbs down. Oh, and you did this? That's what happens? Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. I got a thumbs up one? Yeah. (laughs) Both try it? (laughs) No, it doesn't work. All right, I don't know. Thumbs down. No, but thumbs up for Lamar Jackson, so.
1: Yeah, thumbs up for Lamar Jackson, for sure. I... I I really think Lamar's excited. I think OBJ is going to have this team more locked in. He's been here. He's the guy that's been there. You know, you have Roquan, who's just been here before. He's not been here, but he's, he's, you know, he's experienced in the league. Do you have vets now? That was the big difference also in 2019. You didn't have the vets you have now, and you really have a, a handful of veterans that should be able to really build something here for the Ravens. I, I'd be so shocked if we lose but not shocked at all because... It's worst well, worst.
0: well, okay, I'd be utterly disappointed. I, I don't know if I'd be... Right. I don't know if I'd be utterly shocked. I'd be shocked. I don't know if I'd be utterly shocked, you know? Because, like, cause, like it's, it's the NFL. Texans are a good team. They're capable, but it's just a matter of how it'll play out on the field. But I sort of feel like OBJ is gonna have a huge playoff run here. I just, cause this is when he shows up. This is, I, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Like and OBJ, you see flashes of old OBJ throughout the season like spattered throughout the season, right? Like every few weeks, he will make like those tiptoe sideline catches, great vision, you know? Like you, you'll see it every once in a while. It's not consistent, but it's there, you know? So, oh, oh there's a guy, you got the thumbs up. How'd you do that? Did you figure it out? <laughs> Just
1: threw a thumbs
0: up at it. It doesn't work. It's not working for me. Maybe only on
1: the phone. I'm on the phone. Maybe it's Oh, you're on phone the phone and on
0: the computer. Maybe that's why. Okay.
1: Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the wackiest thing ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ridiculous.
0: Anyway, nine and a half point favorites. A little disrespectful, Meisty. A little disrespectful Yeah. the Texans. Nine and a half. It's... Okay. Vegas making a statement over here. Nine and a half. What? Where are you going with this one? You think the Ravens are going to cover the nine and a half?
1: Yeah. I think that the truth of... I don't... You know, someone else mentioned this. Nine and a half actually isn't so bad because either the Ravens are beating them or the Texans... Either the Ravens are crushing them or the Texans are winning this game. There's not going to be a close game here. There's no close game on on the Texans almost losing... You know, almost winning. It's either the Texans beat us badly or the Ravens beat them badly there's no or or Ravens could lose you know by a small amount but not I don't see the Texan yes so the Ravens nine and a half is not the craziest thing
0: yeah if you look at the Ravens victories this year they have one victory they've won 13 games only one of them by 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 three points all the other ones are by at least six points or more all the other victories are at least six points or more and most of their victories were double digits I believe they only have like three victories by single digits. But when they've lost, they've lost a very close game. So I sort of agree with you there. I feel like either they're going to blow them out or the Texans are going to win. Um, no in-between. But hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe they, they can win a close one too. They did it against the Rams. I'm not saying they can't. But I, so I sort of agree with you there. I'm going to go with the over as well. Although it does feel a little disrespectful to the Texans. Texans are a good team. They're, they're very, you know, I hope the
1: Texans... And, 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 and I mean, as a football fan, you hope that that motivates the Texans to come out firing because you, you want a good game. So... We spent a lot of time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the Packers versus Niners. Also, nine and a half point line. We'll get to that soon. But man, Jordan Love. The the question's going to become, Meisty. You know, I, I had an interesting question on on a podcast this week. If you could start a franchise right now, and I'm not giving you next year. I'm not giving you next year. Well, let's wait and see. No. If you could start a franchise right now, you're picking Jordan Love or you're picking CJ Stroud.
1: I'm pitching. I'm picking. C.J. Stroud, but give me Jordan Love because he's on the Packers a hundred out of a hundred times than Jordan Love on the Texans. Now, if you gave me, you know, if you told me, well, neither, you know, it's not a team, you're just, then yes, C.J. Stroud. But my opinion to that is that I think the Packers organization is always better and it's easier for them to recruit players and it's easier for the Packers to just, somehow the Packers have that front office and they constantly are doing it and they're always involved in the playoffs. and they're kind of, the Texans are, are a franchise that in like two years from now, the whole thing could be dismantled and CJ Stroud is traded and like everything is disaster and blah, 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 you know? So I, I would take CJ Stroud personally as just a better player, but if you're talking about which quarterback in his situation, would I rather, i take Jordan Love at, at, at 100 out of 100 times.
0: Right, so here's the thing with this, okay? This question is a very fascinating one, and it's hard because on the one hand, C.J. Stroud's younger by a few years. Jordan Love was sitting on the bench for a few years, and we know that's like sort of the Packers' recipe to success nowadays, right? They just like let let the young guy sit behind the veteran for a few years and and let him play. But I would say C.J. Stroud; he's younger. Um, For a rookie to come out playing as poised as he looks, putting up the numbers that he is, um, not making—he plays pretty mistake-free football as well—is just unbelievable to see. However, when you take a look into Jordan Love's stats, Mikey. It is absolutely insane what he has been doing this year. Okay, First of all, this is a guy that the first five weeks of the season, remember, we were like, fire everyone in Green Bay, Jordan Love's not the answer, move on from him, guy can't make a throw. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was horrible. He started off the season on a really low note. And we forget that very quickly. Since week five, this guy has the highest passing grading league, according to PFF. And if you look at his numbers since week 11, which is the last, right, including wildcard week, which is the last seven weeks, Number one graded quarterback in the league, according to PFF. Number one since week 11. The traditional stats and the event stats are both ridiculous. He has 21 touchdowns and one interception since week 11, which is just, you know, people those that love those touchdown-interception ratios. I mean, you can't get much better than that. 21-1, oh. and one, and he has 22 big-time throws and seven tournament-worthy plays with an eight, 8.1 yards per attempt, nearly 2,500 yards, and over 70 completion percentage, 78.4 completion percentage, adjusted completion percentage. Adjusting completion percentage just means you're taking away spikes and all the throwaways and stuff like that. 78.4 adjusted completion percentage since week 11. He's literally near the top of the NFL in almost every statistic <laughs> since week 11. He has been ridiculous, and this guy can make... Every throw. It's crazy what we saw him do against Dallas. He peaked, but he's been doing this for eight weeks now. There is no throw he can't make. Off his back foot, on the run, he can scramble for a few yards. He's a little more elusive than CJ Stroud. That's one thing he has. If this is really Jordan Love, heck, nobody's better than Jordan Love. I mean, this is really ridiculous how high of a level he's been performing. But the problem is that when a player is performing at this high of a level, it's got to come down to earth. It has to. It doesn't make sense. Like, what I see C.J. Stroud doing is more sustainable than what Jordan Love is doing. So, therefore, if I had to pick one, I would pick Jordan Love. I would pick C.J. Stroud. But Jordan Love is having a heck of a year. And the question here is, Maisty, do you think he's got a chance against this daunted Niners team?
1: Oh, 100%. The Packers have a, a wonderful chance here. Uh, they're young. They're talented as to anything. I mean, young is obviously a problem here in the playoffs. That so We always talk about that. But I mean, they're, they're, they're very, very talented. The, if you would look, like you said, look at the second half of the season, what the Packers did. They're the team that was you know had to win all their games and have to constantly keep winning if they want to make the playoffs there and they just won and they kept winning and winning and winning. They won a huge, huge game last week. I mean, that was a monstrous game to win last week. If you talk about momentum for someone who's at a full stop, the 49ers, like the Ravens, are at a full stop right now. They haven't played in three weeks. They're they they're just a full stomp. They have injuries. If you're the Packers, you are the hottest team right now in football going into the into the divisional rounds. You might be the hottest team. You really are. Um I, I think the 49ers, though, obviously like the Ravens to the Texans, it's they're just superior and they're just better and they're coaching better. But you cannot you can you have to just say the Packers have a chance. They have a chance. It would be crazy for the Packers to say that the Packers don't have a chance. The Texans, I don't see them having a chance. The Packers have a chance.
0: The problem is uh, Joe Barry's defense has no chance against all these playmakers, right? How are you stopping Debo Samuel, Brandon IU Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle? It's Correct. like, how is that happening?
1: And that- they've had two weeks to scheme it, and they've, they're ready to roll, and, and the, the 49ers should just roll over them. But that offense can go toe-to-toe with any offense in the league.
0: Yes, at, at the rate that Jordan Love is playing, I think you're going to have to rely on him having just as special of a week as it did last week
1: in order for him to have a chance in
0: this game. Because last week, we didn't really get a chance. The Packers even had, it was better that, through the last four or five weeks of the season... Um, but we didn't really get a chance to see them in all all the action last week. Yeah, they gave up 32 points, but of course a lot of that was garbage time. So you know they did force two turnovers, had a pick six in there. So obviously they came up with some big plays. It's a little hard to assess it based off last week. Um, and, they played da- and they played Dallas um, in the playoffs, which seems to be a recipe for success for anyone nowadays, which is just absolutely crazy. But you know, I just I you know even though the defense has been has been on the right path. I cannot see them slowing down this Niners team. We're talking about a Niners offense that the only team that has really been able to limit them all season are the Ravens and the Browns, so the only teams that did a good job against Brock Purdy this year. Other than and those are the two best defenses Vikings, in the league. Vikings, Vikings. The Vikings had some sort of formula too. That's true. That's true. The Bengals less so in that loss. Those are the four losses. But yes, correct, correct. It was the Ravens, but, but um, Browns and Vikings. But man. You just it's so you have to do everything perfectly. You gotta stay in your lanes, you gotta play disciplined defense, you gotta tackle well, you know, come to the ball right away. There's just it's very difficult. So the only path I see for the Packers is Jordan Love to literally put up the same performance he had last week. And that's so unlikely. He was darn near perfect last week. He had five incompletions the entire game, and <laughs> he should have had more considering how wildly he was heaving even the ball to the corner of the end zone off his back foot. It was just ridiculous. So I mean yeah, I'm not expecting a repeat, and I do think the Niners will win. But what about the nine and a half points, Mice? What do you think about that?
1: So, first of all, just a quick quick stat, a Packers stat. Do you know that the Packers have more wins in AT&T Stadium than the Cowboys in the playoffs? that a real thing? When I mean, it... The Packers have won two games in the Cowboys Stadium.
0: The Cowboys right? haven't won that... any. Cowboys haven't won any. Right, because yeah. they last year they beat the Bucks, but that was on the road. Right, two years ago, whatever it was, It was last year or two years ago. I don't remember. Anyway, it's
1: greatest stat. It's the greatest stat. That's it's the
0: unbelievable. Greatest stat. Not only that, they have two more wins than the Cowboys do.
1: <laughs> it's not just one more. Yeah,
0: it's two more. The yeah. Cowboys, it's disaster. Um, I
1: mean, Jerry Jones just sell the team. But uh, we, as we spoke last week, but. Um, this nine and a half here I, I really I would not be shocked if I'd if, uh, not be shocked if the Packers put up a fight and the score is literally one of the, the same thing like last week and where you're in the 40s and the 30s and and you're just both teams are battling it out um or once again just like the Cowboys last week game I can see a game where there's a blowout by the 49ers but the Packers offense is good enough that you know in the last in the fourth quarter they dropped you know 17 points and they make it a 10point game um, I, I, I think the Packers cover here. I don't think they win. I think they make it interesting. I think that because the 49ers maybe come out slow, I think that the 49ers are like where the Ravens were in 2019, where they're, they're going to come out a little slow. And then they'll pick it up and they'll win the game. But but I, I expect it to be a close game.
0: Agreed. 49ers. I think, so, you so, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely with you. I'm going to pick the Niners to win, and I'm going to pick the Packers to cover. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. I... Do you sort of feel like you know because they both, both the Niners and the Rams have nine and a half point favorites, um, or they have nine and a half point right or nine and a half point favorites? I sort of feel like whatever happens to one might happen to the other. I, I, I'm sorry. Both, both are both are
1: going to win or both are going to lose.
0: Whichever one, like you know either one's going to cover. or No, I think they're both going to win. The question is either both are going to cover or both are not going to cover. That's that's True. what I sort of feel like happening. But yeah, I'm going to go with you. Niners win, Packers cover. All right, let's move on to Sunday, the Fighting Dan Campbells. Against the temp, the fighting bakers, apparently. I mean, the yeah. man, he is so fun to watch. He's so volatile. You just don't know what he's gonna do next. It's really something, right? He he can make every throw. He throws absolute darts. He can zip that ball in tight windows like not many other quarterbacks can. But then he'll just come the next drive and just he'll overthrow guys. He'll sling the ball to the defense. You know, it's like, what are you? He's just having fun out there. You know what, though? Credit to Baker. This is the first time since he's been in Cleveland that I've, like he actually looks like he's having fun out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's being loose. He's making throws. He's taking chances. And they don't always pay off, but he is taking those chances. And listen, they're in the divisional round now. They got a chance. The Lions are a beatable team. They got a chance. To go to the NFC Championship game. So here we go. We got Bucks, Lions, Lions favored by five and a half at home. And I gotta be honest with you, Meisty. I mean, I think most of America will be betting will be will be rooting for the Lions because it's sort of like a feel-good story, right? Like last year you saw how the game ended. It was very emotional for like 10, 15 seconds, even Tariko stopped talking and it was just like a moment of silence where you saw Dan Campbell and all the Lions sort of, you know, get some tears in there. And it was nice, it was nice for a team for that long. You know, and they get another home game, which is very good for them. So for that, for that, uh, for that home, for for all the fans, that they get a divisional round home game. That's great for them because you know they they haven't had have much there to cheer for in the last thirty years. So it's a feel good story. But what do you think, Misty
1: Yeah. So just on the feel good story, I I was sitting there watching this game, and and when they won, I I remember turning to looking around the room I was in, and it was silent. There was silence in the room as well, and, and it kind of hit us all like that was just a really. Sp- special moment we're watching a really special moment in history right now like this is this is a team that's that has failed over and over and they've had the player they've had one of the best receivers of all time and they've had matthew stafford and they've had every little thing that they've done over the last day they, they it's not like a team like uh, the cardinals uh, even though when they they were in the super bowl you know 15 20 years ago whatever that was but if cardinals are a team that constantly every year like yo you guys stink like, you guys aren't even a good franchise. But, like, the Lions have a good franchise. They have a good history. People people are – they have a huge fan base. The people of Detroit love them. When they were, you know, showing the fans and they, they were panning around the stadium after the game and you see all these fans, every single one of them just emotional and happy. And then you like – and then you get to, you know, whatever it was. And, and then you're, like, oh, my gosh, we get another home game. It's the best. It's the best feel-good story it, it, it's a really good feel-good story. I don't want to say the best, obviously. We've had some incredible feel-good stories over the years, but this is a this is up there with some of the best. Um, Now, to Baker Mayfield. Baker, Baker's him. Baker's that guy you want on your team. If you don't have a good quarterback on your team, if you don't have one of the elite quarterbacks in the league, you want Baker Mayfield. He's the guy, yeah, he's not top 10 maybe, but, but he's number 11, you know what I'm saying? If, he, if you're trying to make a list of top 15, he's number 16, you know what I'm saying? So he's the guy, like, yeah, he's not great but he's exciting. He'll fill the seats. He might actually win you the playoff game. <laughs> like, that's Baker Mayfield. He has the team for it. This game should be, I think this is a tooth and nail game. I think we're looking at a 2.1 point game here. Game winning field goal. Something that that just, I think both ways are feel good story though, because, If Baker succeeds, this is the best. That's Baker, Baker's great. And if it's the Lions, it's the Lions. And we want to see Dan Campbell, and you want to see Jared Goff. I mean, there would be, to me, to me personally, there would be nothing better than to see Jared Goff win the Super Bowl, personally, not as a Ravens fan, obviously, but as a football fan, watching Jared Goff beat Matthew Stafford, who who they traded for, and then also get the home game because the Cowboys, who, who that ref screwed you in that game, you got a home game. And then Next week, you got to go play the 49ers or the Packers. You might get a home game there. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I just lost my marbles. If the Lions get to host that champ,
0: oh, marble, you imagine we have an NFC championship game in Detroit. In Detroit, <laughs> out of
1: all places, uh, listen, we can get a. I, I, I whatever, I don't, want, I don't want to, I don't want to even, I don't want to put it into the world, but the Chiefs could host an AFC championship.
0: No, 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 <laughs> that's not happening. That's not happening. The, 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 the way – the AFC Championship game—it's it, in m Bank Stadium next week. You didn't see the schedule yeah, yeah, outside yeah, the stadium. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you yeah. Saw,
1: yeah. Even if it's even if the Texans win. <laughs> 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 but you no, know, so let's let's get Lions Bucks. I mean, this is this is a good game. This is two teams that are strong, you know, tough teams coached well. Interestingly, like the Bucks, you don't really see it from them, but they're coached well. The way the way they have Baker playing. It, it's incredible, and it, it comes from the coaching. I think it's all the coaching. It, it, when he was on the Browns, that coaching was off of four four coaches in four years. He did this the the game plan constantly changing. I think this is a good coaching staff for Baker Mayfield, and I think that I really do think the Bucks have a, a, a real chance here of, of making at least making this a close game. I, I know if the Lions come out and swamp them, by the way, we're not shocked. We're not shocked. But the Bucks could come out on all cylinders. They have a great receiving court. They they can they can move the ball up and down the field. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Making some making everyone upset. Making them, make them the the make Baker Mayfield like the evil man of the NFL when he because he beat the Lions. everyone's gonna hate him now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that that would sort of put him as like a, an NFL villain. But you know, Todd Bowles obviously loves the blitz. We saw that last week against the Eagles. Sending the house all the yeah. time. So the Eagles could not adjust. The, the Lions will be able to adjust. They're a tougher defense. They're an average unit talent-wise, but they're a tougher defense. They'll be able to adjust. The Bucks certainly, I, I highly doubt, will be able to, you know, just absolutely apply pressure on Jared Goff in the same way they were able to do to Jalen Hurst last week. And Jared Goff, under pressure, is a different player, as most quarterbacks are. But when he's kept clean... Nobody's been better in the league this year than Jared Goff. Throw him from a clean pocket. When he's under pressure, we got six touchdowns nine interceptions, five big-time throws, fourteen turnover-worthy plays. He does not respond well to pressure. His passing grade. Where does that put him at? Oh, sorry. Where does that put him at against like the average? So, okay, so we'll check that. But his passing grade drops from ninety-three point two all the way to fifty-two point seven, compared mm-hmm. kept clean compared to under pressure. Like it's crazy. And every quarterback has a big drop. That's, you know, that's not the craziest thing, but that's quite a drop that, you know, because he really had, if you take away Jared Goff's bad games this year, you take away the two ba- Bears games and it's, it's the, it's the, it's the wackiest thing, my Steve. like Jared Goff's been ridiculous this year, ridiculously good this year. If you take away the two games against the Bears and the Packers, what? <laughs> it's like, those were the games that he imploded this year. He was, those were his horrible games this year. You know, every quarterback's got his really bad games. His was against Ravens. the. And the Ravens, right, correct. And the Ravens, but that one makes sense, okay, right? All quarterbacks have had a hard time against the Ravens this week this year. But like two times against the Bears, both times against the Bears, he didn't play. He didn't come up. He didn't show up. (laughs) And then against the Packers. But if you take away those four games, two Bears, Packers, Ravens, he has the best passing grade in the league. He's not even close. And a lot of big reason, if you blitz him, if you put pressure on him, he's a completely different quarterback. So that's the Bucks' key to success. Todd Bowles loves the blitz. We know he's going to. It's just a matter of how effective it's going to be. So I'm very much looking forward to that, right? You got the lines up front in the trenches. This is where the games, but the, what's the old NFL cliche, Meister? Games won in the trenches, right? Defense wins championships. I don't know. Forget about that for a second. Game wins, games are won and lost in the trenches. That's what I think it's going to be in this game. I think it's going to come down to how much pressure can they apply on Jared Goff? Because if he's kept clean, if the offensive line can do a good job, if they can pick up the blitz, it's going to be a long day for that Bucks defense. That's
1: right. I agree. I 100% agree with you. I, I But, like, both these defenses, both offenses, by the way, should be able to make adjustments. The Bucks not as much as the Lions, but I would not be shocked if whenever the game – that's why I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be – you know, both teams are going to come out with their defensive schemes, and both teams are going to make their adjustments, and then they're going to go to halftime and make their adjustments again. And then and just the amount of adjustments we're going to see. And the, I think the amount – I think, like – this game might set the record for the most catches by different players. You know what I mean? Like there might just be every type of player out there, all the third string tight end to the to the to the bit to the the receiver that never that the, from the practice squad that they brought up because someone got hurt.
0: I could see that. I could see. Yeah. All
1: the every single person because it's going to be a scheming game, and it's not just going to be like, well, this is our game plan. We're sticking to it. No, you're going to have to constantly change up your game plan throughout this game if you want to win.
0: Yeah, no, 100% agree. Fine. So let's make it finalized. Lines, five and a half. I'll start this time. I'm going to go with the lines to cover. Five and a half. I have faith in them. I know, I know. You want to go lines, Yeah. But either, I feel like the Lions are going to handle the line of scrimmage, win this game, and throw, you know, they're going to be effective in the passing game. I think they'll be able to do enough to win by six. So I think. What do you think?
1: Give me the bucks on the upset. Give me the bucks just.
0: Oh, not just the fine. points. You're getting but- the upset.
1: Yeah, finding a way. Baker Mayfield's story for him to get crushed by the Niners next week—it's great. It's a great storyline. Great storyline. And you do really want to see the Lions get beat by the 49ers next week? Is that really what you want to see? Come on.
0: No, but Maybe. I do think I do think the Niners, the, the Lions have, are the only team that can knock off the, the Niners right now.
1: True. True. That's the thing. But do you want to see Jared Goff struggle? Do you really want to see Jared Goff struggle against the Niners in it's the championship? I, it's not
0: what I want to see. If you're if you're a Ravens fan and you want to go to the Super Bowl, you don't want to play the Niners. So, <laughs> what's the best hint that not happening? <laughs> you
1: say that. You say that. But yet, like you also mentioned, the teams that we play best against are the Kyle Shanahan type teams. So, like we um, crushed
0: them. The Ravens played their best game of the season against the Lions. This year. I mean, no problem. That's also <laughs>
1: true. That's also true. No but that's problem. Going to begin to- and we know that we'll, but that's not the same Lions team. Like, this Lions team is not the same Lions team. That they were 6-1
0: the and one when they came. They were hot. They were like 6-2 and two when they came into Baltimore. They were the, they were the number one seed in the NFC coming into Baltimore, number two. I, I, yeah,
1: I agree with you. I said I'm right here with you on that. But but the Lions, the Lions, to me, are just... If the Lions find their way to the Super Bowl, you cannot sit here and tell me that the Lions are the same team that we played. They're just not.
0: The, the Lions have had... Some really bad performances this year. You got to remember sure. the the one on Thanksgiving to the Packers. That was not a particularly good performance. They lost to the Bears this year as well. Got dominated by the Bears, to be honest. They got they didn't just lose to the Ravens. They got their you know what served to them on a platter. It was like thirty eight six, literally. Yeah, it was like thirty eight six from the word go. That. From the word go, the Lions had zero chance in that game. So they've had yeah. some, some real real duds this year. But on the other hand, they're a feisty team. They, they, you know, they have a good passing game. Jared Goff's been very consistent when he's kept from a clean pocket. So that's why I'm going five and a half. You got the upset. I like it. Contrarian, no problem with it. I'm going to go with the lines five and a half. Now, but now we got to get to the, to the main event. This All is right. like, this is what everyone. Nobody really. Can, might, everyone might just skip to this one. By the way, we've been talking for an hour now, and everyone might just get to this one because <laughs> it's like it's like it, it sort of feels like Bills Chiefs is the AFC Championship game. Even though it's like, hello, the Ravens, you know, are there, still there. But for some reason, it's not really, it's getting attention. But Bill's cheese is like, this is what everyone's talking about. This is, it's like, again. And why is it that like, and I have Allen, I have Mahomes, right? And everyone's saying it's the Brady Manning. It's very different than Brady Manning. It's extremely different. Two different prototypes, two different types of players, two different offenses, two different teams, two different coaches, just completely different. But they do seem to play each other in the playoffs almost every year. How does how does it match up that way? It's just crazy. And it's not always in the championship round. Like, this is the second of the, second of the three times they've played that it's been in the divisional round. So it's like it just always happens to march up the way. And Lamar has played four playoff games, never against Mahomes. So, like, for some reason, these guys always seem to align. The seeding aligns, everything aligns. And it always seems to be that these two guys are going up against each other. And I'm pumped for this game. I mean, of course, you know... My, think about this, Meisty. Think about this. Okay, the entire game, they're gonna say, "Who's gonna earn the right for a trip to Baltimore?" <laughs> the Entire game. That's what they're gonna be saying if the Ravens can pull it off Saturday. Right? That would be so much sweeter than like, "Who's gonna host the Texans?" That, like, no, no, no. <laughs> who's gonna earn the right for a trip to Baltimore? That's yeah. what they're gonna be. Oh, Jim Nance, and Tony oh, Romo. Here we go, Jim. Who's going to Baltimore next week? Here we go. You want it? I'll see you in
1: Baltimore, Jim. <laughs> yeah. You get the. You're gonna get the. You know, if he does that in Baltimore next week, it's not gonna. work not gonna work out for him. I'm just say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, say,
0: tell him exactly. Oh. Yeah. But there-
1: this is this is the game. This is the game, Rocky. This is this is what we always look forward to. This is like it. The, the reason why I believe people, you know, want to say Manning Brady type. It. Is because at the end of the day, you looked forward for Manning to, and Brady to meet in the playoffs. You knew it was going to happen. It was inevitable. It's going to happen unless someone did something crazy, like the Ravens or Steelers did something crazy to stop it, it. It was. It's inevitable. We're here again. This is the game of the week. You know, if you could tell, if you if the if the Ravens weren't around, somehow I'd be like, just make this a championship game. Winner goes to the Super Bowl. You know. Um, but this is the game. This is this is the game that we watch, and and the reason why it comes down to these two guys is. Bottom line is, when it comes to the AFC, these are your number one and number two player. And when it comes to quarterbacks, these are your top two quarterbacks with some of the best coaching, with some... Just all around. These teams are always, always... When they have Mahomes, when they have Allen... Even, dude, there are times we thought Allen wasn't going to be in the playoffs. I don't think I had the Bills making the playoffs after halfway through the season. I was like, well, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. And here we are. They were the two seed. (laughs) I think that this game... Will be very low scoring. That's the issue with this game. It's going to be freezing cold. These teams just played both, both just played in games that were freezing. I don't know. They're going to come out. Neither of these teams are going to come out looking hot. Those defenses are way better than they actually are. This is going to be a low scoring game. It's going to disappoint the end. You know, and we're still going to have overtime because always Allen Mahomes has to have overtime. But like, it's going to be like 15 15, 16 16. we're like, Whoa. Oh, this is a stupid game. We're going to be, by the time that game comes around, by the way, we're going to have three games done already of all high scoring, full out, incredible three games. So when we get to this game, we're going to be disappointed with the result, but I'm rooting rooting for a good game.
0: Man, you stole my thunder, man. I was going to make the same point. I I, I have the same prediction. So uh, Yehuda and I, after our review podcast on Tuesday, we hit the Bills cheese for like 10 minutes at the end, just to sort of give like a little bit of a preview. Um, and I that, that, was, that was one of the only points I made pretty much. I said, you know, last time we saw these two teams play, it was like, what, 38-35, whatever the final score was. They both scored 35 plus points. and No, not. It was They won by six. That was the whole point. You didn't give out. 42-38, no, yeah. right. Right. Um, 36, whatever it was. And it's, it was just high flying back and forth, particularly toward the end. And a lot of points scored. And I told Yehuda, I'm like, I think this one's going to be different. I think this one's going to be different. We talked about last week, Meisty, how the Chiefs have relied heavily on the defensive unit this year. Number five in DVOA after the wild card week, they've been a solid unit, and you know that really has been what's been winning them a lot of games this year. Like Mahomes played well last week. Let's not take anything away from him. I think that Good enough. He played. Listen. I think the traditional stats aren't going to tell the whole story because he was 23 for 41, so that's nearly a 50% completion percentage. not very good, but completion percentage can be very misleading. When the temperature is that cold, like I'm not talking about 20 degrees, like the Ravens game will be 20, 25 degrees this week, right, something like, I think that was the, the forecast of The Bills Chiefs will also probably be 20 to 25 degrees this week, but 20 to 25 degrees is 40 degrees warmer than what it was on Saturday night in Kansas City. The real feel was 20, negative 25. Like that's just ridiculous. When it's that cold, you need, the ball dies out in midair. It does. Like, you need to put more zip on the ball. You really do. You have to change your entire arm trajectory, your entire calculation when you're throwing the ball. So the fact that he had 18 incompletions doesn't bother me at all. The fact that no turnover worthy plays, didn't sling the ball to the defense once, didn't make any mistakes, not a lot of overthrows, just a lot of underthrows because you have to put a little more zip on the ball, and still played a very solid all-around game. Finally punched the ball into the end zone twice. That's Chiefs have had their red zone woes the last few weeks, right? Harrison has had like a million field goals the last three weeks of the season. But finally, they they they, they also, not, not not great in the red zone against the Dolphins, but finally punched the ball in twice. And Mahomes did play well. It was one of the best games of the season. It was his third highest grade, according to PFF, this year. So I do think Mahomes improved, but clearly the recipe for the Chiefs this this year has been the defense. The one thing that concerns me about the Bills, I came into this weekend, I'm like, for sure I'm picking the Bills to win this game they're really banged up. They're really banged up. And if you look at the Vegas line, my it opened at two and a half and it's still at two and a half. That means that in a neutral field, the Chiefs are getting half a point. Right? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's pretty crazy to think. The Bills are obviously a superior team, right? The Bills have playmakers on offense. If Gabe Davis can play, Stefan Diggs, Kincaid and Dawson Knox has been a great one-two punch at tight end this year. And Josh Allen improvising, can improvise in ways that nobody else can. And the defense has been Top-notch when healthy. They've been able to, you know, um, um, Milano went, went down earlier in the year. Even Rasul Douglas didn't play last week, and they were still able to put out a good defensive performance against against the Steelers. So, And he's been one of their best corners. But when they've had injuries, they've been able to fill in for them. And now they have injuries to the, to the guys that were filling in for injuries. Like, that's, you know, I, that my point, I, I think a lot, this is a cliche maybe, but I think a lot of times who wins the Super Bowl comes down to who can stay the healthiest. Right, sure, and I, that's why I think uh, a buy in round one, aside from getting an automatic playoff win, which is just so valuable, obviously, you don't have to play. Your guys don't get injured. Look how many injured the Bills suffered three three starters on defense might not play this week because of injuries they suffered last week. Right, the Dolphins, because they had to play week eighteen to go for the division, half their defense was injured against the Chiefs last week. Right, So like t- to be able to rest in these weeks are huge, and now the Ravens are are. are are healthy outside of Marlon Humphrey. Even Mark Andrews is progressing back right? So, okay, not to get there, but my point is that the Bills have a lot of injuries on defense. Because of that, Mahomes to Rasheed Rice has sort of been that up-and-coming one-two punch a little bit. You know, Kelsey's lost a step, but he's still Kelsey. He's going to show up in the playoffs. I have no doubt about that. Rasheed Rice has been getting progressively better throughout the year. They're finally realizing Sky is useless. They're finally realizing that Kadarius Toney is useless. They're finally <laughs> realizing let's just get the ball to Rasheed Rice. He's like the only playmaker in our receiving core this year, literally. And with that, and the banged-up Bills, Bills team – I don't know, Misty I don't know, Meisty. I don't know if I'm so sold on the Bills anymore. I was, but Josh Allen's going to have to get over this hump because he has yet to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. As everyone always says, no, oh, he hasn't beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Here, here How about this, Meisty? Who's got a bigger hump? The hump is, is a fake thing, but it's something that's in our heads anyway. So who's got a bigger hump to get over? The Ravens? Lamar getting to an AFC Championship game? Or Allen beating Mahomes? <laughs>
1: Alan has to beat Mahomes here in my opinion he has to beat him I mean this is now if you want a real future prediction right here we talked about the Lions winning the one seed or sorry the the Texans winning the one seed next year but this one Allen beats Mahomes the question marks go all over Mahomes and everything is questioned and next year he wins the Super Bowl it's the classic it's the classic <laughs> listen right now the Chiefs are missing a wide out and they would be just incredible another the Rashid Right, another another just another guy that can just make a play. Not have to be great, not have to re-kill, just just another guy that just makes the correct route and the right run. Mahomes is great enough he'll help he'll find you. Next year they'll just get their guy. They'll just find the guy. Wherever they get him, they'll get a guy next year that's gonna you know, whether it's free aging, whether it's something, the the, the Chiefs are will will be will win the Super Bowl next year. We're talking about this year though. We're talking about Bill's Chiefs. So let's get into it. The Bills are going to win, and it's not going to be simple. It's going to be very tough for Josh Allen. He's going to have to play mistake-free a little bit. He's going to have to be very careful. He's going to have to use his legs. I hope he uses his legs the most he's ever used his legs so that next week when he has to come to Baltimore, his legs are hurting him. <laughs> and, you know, I really but, – but but I do think that the Bills as a whole are looking to, to really get over that hump, as we call it, and 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 Mahomes is yeah he's he does enough, but he's not going to do enough this time. And everyone's going to be like, oh,
0: Josh Allen finally got over the hump. You can't you can't win the Super Bowl every year. Like, what do you expect from Mahomes already? Listen, last year he already we went into last year both you know both of us went into last year and we're like the Chiefs will, will get into the playoffs as a wild card team, but we don't see them as real Super Bowl contenders. They exceeded everyone's expectations. Won thirteen games. Passing game didn't skip a beat. Mahomes adjusted, as we discussed many times in the past, to the too high safety look that a lot of defenses were giving him. Instead, he started to take the underneath stuff. That's where Juju Smith Schuster came in handy. Travis Kelsey had another big year. This year, it's been a much bigger struggle to produce offense. It's been a much bigger struggle. Part of the reason is, you know, Travis Kelsey, first time in his career, hasn't exceeded 1,000 yards receiving. First time in his career, most drops in his career. He's obviously lost a step. It makes sense. He's mid 30s, right? That's what's going to happen. But, well, oh, he's distracted. Right. That's what a lot of people will say. Yeah, well, yeah no,
1: we're, we're not gonna talk about that, we're not talking
0: right, about it right? Right, right, <laughs> right, So, yeah, the um, yeah, yeah, I'm Avon Yavin. What, do but, well, we don't need the Swifties to come after right, us, right? To come after us, yeah, say it's all. yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, it could listen, it's look at Brady last year, I mean, you know, he was going through a lot of stuff, and you know, there could be awful distractions. I, I don't know, this goes back to the whole emotions thing, right? I mean, the the, the, the I tend to th- this is a little bit of a tension, I tend to be more in the direction like. It, the adrenaline kicks in like remember remember when we played high school football in high school and, and you know we played amateur football right and like I was just talking about this with a friend today they're like yeah you know it's gonna be cold in the game it's gonna be 20, 25 degrees I'm like 25 degrees man like it, it was Friday right we used to play the games on Friday we would walk outside right after school on Friday about going, getting ready to go to the field to play the game and oh man it's 25 degrees it's real cold out here we don't want to play but we push ourselves to play and guess what happened when you're dialed in you do not care about the temperature. You legit do not care. Yes, in between drives, it hits you. And it hurts. It hurts to hit the ground. It hurts. It does. You know? And the football, when it hits your hands, you better have gloves on because it's going to hurt. It's going to stink. And you're going to come home with bumps and bruises. But at the end of the day, when, during the drive, during the plays, you are so dialed in. The adrenaline kicks in. You're not thinking about the temperature. How can I make a play right now? That's all you're thinking about. How can I make a play? Let's do my job. And I think it's a lot, of the, like, even a lot of these off-field distractions could be in between drives. You have time to reflect. That's when it is. But I think the adrenaline generally kicks in when you're playing at such a high level, especially professional football. It's like, you know, it's, these guys are so fast. Everything happens so quickly. If you're not thinking, on, you're thinking and playing at the top of your game, you know these guys are going to take advantage of you. So I, I, I don't think it's that as much. But anyway, dialing back to the on-field stuff. I don't know if the Bills can overcome these injuries. It's a lot. It really is a lot. And we've seen a lot of struggles from the Chiefs this year in the passing game. But I think they've discovered Rasheed Rice. I think they've got this year's version of Juju Smith-Schuster. He's even a little better. He's more explosive. He can take the top off a of defense in a way that Smith-Schuster couldn't. I really think they found that number one receiver in Rasheed Rice. And he's not a number one receiver. Like, if you put him on the Panthers, it doesn't really help them at all, right? But if you put him with Mahomes, I really think he is good enough with a guy like Patrick Mahomes to be a number one receiver on that team. And that really concerns me. I hope Rasul Douglas plays. He's been one of the top safeties in the league this year. He's been one of the top corners in the league this year. I mean, Rasul Douglas was the one that filled in for Jair Alexander. He got injured uh, with Green Bay a couple of years ago. They came into that year with like a great defense. We love their secondary with Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas. Jair Alexander went down. Rasul Douglas went in, took over the starting job. That's why he got the big money from Buffalo. And he's been playing great this year. And they've had a lot of fill-ins this year. I mean, what's his name was on was on was on the uh, was on the field last week playing defensive snaps. Damar Hamlin was on the field last week playing defensive snaps. And they've really limited his playing time this year. Understandably so, the guy almost died on the field last year. So they've obviously haven't been putting him out there much. But they were forced to literally line him up on defense in a playoff game because of how many injuries he have. So decimated, this line doesn't matter. Because someone will win by three, so I don't really care about the line. You know what I'm saying? Two and a half—it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I do think it's a, listen. If the Bills, if the Bills are healthy, like if they even have three less injuries, let's say, like they have ten defensive starters or nine defensive starters, three two and a half is disrespectful. At home, it's disrespectful. They get four and a half, five at home because the Bills have been a much better team all around than the Chiefs this year. The Chiefs have really struggled offensively but with the injuries. Not- with the injuries, I'm I'm seeing Mahomes going to the AFC Championship game, but. But here, listen. I think Mahomes is going to go to the AFC Championship game. I don't think he's winning the Super Bowl again. I don't think it's happening, and I don't think he's going to make the Super Bowl this year. But that's because the Baltimore Ravens exist.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: But, but the Ravens got to get there first. You know, I I said this at the beginning of the player front. And I'll say it again. If the Ravens beat the Texans, they'll win the Super Bowl. I said that. I've been telling everyone. If the Let's Ravens hope. beat the Texans. They win the Super Bowl. Yo. Let's hope. But anyway, so I'm going with the with the uh, with with KC to win this game.
1: So what you got? Oh, uh, I I have Buffalo winning this one. I think it's finally time that they get over the hump. Um, I also I think also like I said earlier, just before that, Mahomes, the, the Chiefs are missing one more guy, and that's the reason. Like, you just have to take Rice out of the game. You can, and the Bills should be capable of taking one guy out of the game and, and force. Mahomes to throw the ball to Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore. Please. If you're if you're if you're a coach and you lose a game because Sky Moore had a good game, you're not kicking yourself. You're just like, dude, Sky Moore had a good game. Like okay, so Sky Moore had a good game. <laughs> like, what the fuck can I do? You know? Um, but you know, if you if you give up two hundred yards to to Rice and, and touchdowns well then you yeah you came in when you 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 weren't you weren't game planning and and and, and that's by the way that's really i think where and you mentioned tom brady and all field issues don't really affect you in the game as you mentioned the adrenaline and it really affects you game planning throughout the week. You're having to deal with a situation. You're not watching as much film because you are dealing with the situation. That, that getting, I hear
0: a little more that, that I, that I, I hear that a little more.
1: And, and we know Brady and his podcast rate recently, all these podcasts that Brady's doing preparation is, is, is everything. Everything revolves around that prep for the week and knowing all the advantages of this and that and knowing different things. So, you know, so there are off-field issues do affect now, but this is the. I think the Bills just, like you said, they're they're better, they're hotter, they're they're way more exciting to to watch. Give me Buffalo. I think this is a very close game. On all, all under twenty points, like you know, eighteen sixteen final.
0: Okay, 18-16. Me- wow. I, so I agree with you. I think it'll be lower scoring certainly than than it was. You know, two years ago in the divisional round. But I'll give this one caveat. Okay. There's one thing you can never account for when these two guys are on the field. So you can do all the game planning. You can do all, the, you can look at the matchups. You can say it's favorable for one team or another. And there are favorable matchups on both sides. But the one thing you can't account for is, are Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen going to do Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen things? Because if they do, none of the matchups matter. Nothing matters. It doesn't matter how well you're playing. You could play a perfect defense. You could have the perfect play drawn up defense as a defensive coordinator. And execute it perfectly. And Josh Allen will just, like, step up, run around for a few seconds, and, you know, maybe he'll run for 10 yards. Maybe finally Gabe Davis will break open 15 yards down the field. Like, that's it. And Mahomes can just, like, sling it over his head, even though you're like, you're like you know what I'm saying? Like, these guys, talk about improv. These guys, and Lamar's is, probably, is number three right behind those guys at, at doing just that. But, you know, just in terms of these guys, you can throw the whole game plan out the window. Nothing matters if these guys are playing at that level. Nothing. Nothing else matters. They're, if they're just going to take over like that, it's who's telling. Who knows who's going to win this game? If it's just going to be that type of duel, and they're capable of doing that any given week. Now, granted, you know, Mahomes has done a little less this year, but he's had those games. And if he does, we're in for a show on Sunday night, baby. Here we go, Jim!
1: Here we go, Jim! (laughs) Oh, I can't wait! There's gonna be like a circle on the screen here and a circle on the screen here.
0: <laughs> see, see, this is what's so good about Josh Allen. You see, you see the defenders coming around over here, around the left tackle. Josh Allen runs right toward him. One misdirection. <laughs> oh, he's going nuts. By the way, <laughs> oh, shoot. the
1: the best. Oh, we lost. Oh, Sorry. you're right back. The best, the best. Um, one of the best announcing things I've ever seen was like. <laughs> the player made, made a mistake and you ran right into him but the tackle and he, he got around him and, whatever, and the, the announcer was like did you see what he did that was incredible and then they asked the player after the game he's like yeah i completely ran the wrong way <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> there have been times like that where it's like you know the guy's like oh yeah look great look, look cool but it was the wrong oh mahomes did that mahomes did that there was a time right 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 i saw i watched america's game the 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 chiefs super bowl run And Mahomes was pretty much like, they called one play. This happens a lot. Andy Reid calls one play. They do they play they do a lot of sticky stuff in practice. The Chiefs, right? That's why you see the behind the back, the no looks, the, uh, the over the head, right? And Andy Reid's like, listen, you guys can do whatever you want in practice, but I'm not calling this. I'm there, there's no play calls that are going to incorporate this. Is not we're not incorporating this into the playbook, right? But sometimes Mahomes does it anyway because like the play breaks down. And he's like, oh, this is my opportunity. K coach didn't call it, but we got another call. And the play break down. Let's do. As soon as he just sort of like, and then he to goes to the sideline and Reid's like, you know, you weren't supposed to do this. Like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it worked. He's like, it like, worked. Like, Playway play. through to Kelsey and Kelsey Lateral. Andy Reid was looking on the sideline like, who did that? Who called that play? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was not me.
1: <laughs> not me.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, then.
1: Yeah. I mean that. Uh- it's a good relationship that they have. You have to have a good relationship with your coach to not
0: listen. Yes. Oh, yes. And for him to still, you know, not scream. Oh, he probably screamed at him, but then he was happy with him anyway, right? Right. Of course. That's what his coaches are. Love hate relationship. All right, man. Fine. So that's it. Four games in the book. It only took an hour to preview four games. About an hour. What about an hour in here? Man, man. Okay. Let's see what happens. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I've been waiting for the Ravens to play for so long. It's. It's just been too long to wait. Three weeks. It's been too long. It's just we've been talking about it for so long. Let's just freaking see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. Freaking... Brother. Let's just freaking see it. All right, man. That'll do it. Divisional round preview. Remember, subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit the alert button. You hit the alerts, you can get the, you get an alert every time I release a new podcast, which nowadays seems to be twice a week. And YouTube Shorts. I'm getting involved. In, I'm getting involved in some social media feuds here, Micey. I don't know if you if you saw that, but. I don't know, I'm getting a little dicey over here. Getting into dicey territory. Some people aren't happy with my comments with my YouTube shorts, so maybe you want to check that out as well. (laughs) Uh, Subscribe, like, all that great stuff, and enjoy the best weekend of football in the divisional round.